This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast, where you'll learn the strategies and tactics you need to become a millionaire agent. Learn from top agents, brokers, team leaders, and experts in the industry who can help you on the path to success. And now, here's today's episode. All right. Well, welcome. We are super glad that you guys are here with us today. And I'm going to introduce you to Boston Aficiando. He is a real estate leader and he, um, he, his name is Eric Rollo and he brings 15 years of experience with us today. And he is in Massachusetts He also is a managing partner of the agency Boston. He's sold more than $165 million in real estate uh, over his career. He's won tons of accolades. He's also being named among Realtor Magazine's 30 Under 30. And so we are super happy to have you, Eric Rollo. Welcome. Eric, are you there? Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Thank you so much for having me. Can you see me? Hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, perfect. Excellent. Um, it's so, it's so great. Tell everyone a bit about you. Yeah. So I got in real estate when I was 19 years old. I was a sophomore in college, um, and I worked uh, for a small family-owned company uh, until Market Tank in 2008. <laughs> so, like a lot of us, I decided to take a different path. I went back to school and got my master's degree and applied educational psychology. And I actually feel like I use that degree more than the business degree I have on a day-to-day basis with my clients. Um, I now, I work with the largest family-owned real estate on the East Coast for a little while, uh, for uh, actually a, lot, a long while, um, about 10 years before I was asked to open the agency um, here in Boston. So the agency, for those that don't know, is a boutique firm that started out in Beverly Hills, um, was owned and operated by Mauricio Omansky, um, who you might recognize from Bravo, Million Dollar Listing and Real Housewives. Um, but we have about 52 offices internationally with just over 1,100 agents. Um, and I run an office of 12 um, here in the downtown Boston market. So I want to hear kind of where you are seeing the biggest trend of your leads that are coming in right now. What's kind of the biggest thing that's working for you? We're doing a ton with social media. I just saw the um, Google Business Manager presentation on what's happening before, but a ton on social media, especially Instagram, working with Reels. Um, and then also through our digital farming um, with both social media and email. I think one big misnomer is that people need to have like these newsletters and talk about market stats. And I, I've talked about this on other calls before. I, we've gotten into a, a spot in real estate where it's almost been Uberized, right? People can go on Zillow or they can go on Redfin and get really good data really quickly. It's our job to present data that they wouldn't otherwise have access to. So as opposed to us sending something that says, hey, home values are up by you know 10% in your market, we're giving valuable data that says, hey, we have a listing that got 14 offers with stuff that they can't find online. So I think it's finding that content um, and getting it out in front of people that are, are truly highly interested in it. And the way that we do that is, um, for those of you that are familiar with the brand curator, Chris Smith wrote a great book called The Conversion Code. And it talks about um, just overall lead funnels and, and moving people down the funnel. So we've spent, it usually takes nine to 12 months, but 
those people that don't know us from Adam get this information from us. And then we give them additional information of value over and over again on trip campaigns, via email and social until they get into our sweet spot. And those are people that want to work with us at that point. Um, so for us, it's been e a lot of email and a lot of digital media, which isn't unlike other folks either. So I want to hear very specifically, what exactly are you putting on your <clears throat> social media? Maybe you could even, could you share your screen at all so you can kind of show us? Um, I'm on my iPad now, so I'm not, I can't okay. share, share my screen today. Okay. But if you Give could, us an example. Yeah, for sure. So our, our most recent Facebook ad uh, was in regards to a listing that we had, and we were farming the area right around the listing for more listings, right? Uh, but rather than saying, hey, we have buyer for your house, we said, we put this house under agreement in 72 hours, which they can find online, right? But then we also included a banner right across the middle that said um, 14 offers, like the information that they can't get on Zillow, they can't get on Reddit. So showing them how hyper competitive the market is. And then once it closes, uh, we will disclose more information um, in a, round, a roundabout campaign saying it went for this much over ask, uh, you know, that we have this many offers, here were the terms. Uh, so we do, we do that as kind of a follow-up campaign. And these campaigns work best when you're doing them um, basically like once every every week or every other week to, to the same people. So we're not just doing pay-per-click on Google. This is going out to targeted audiences via email and via our own via social media that are retargeting pixels and whatnot. So what's been out of everything you've ever done, what's been the most, the best social media thing that you've done ever that has gotten the most likes, the most attraction that's kind of come your way? The most recent, the most recent success we've had has been with Reels um, and get, I think video is going to be key on Instagram and obviously like TikTok as well. Um, but our Reels are getting a lot of really, really great um, feedback and traction. So we have a new listing uh, on Beacon Street in the back bay um, that we did uh, a really short, like 30, 30, 45 second reel on Instagram, just going through the house. But the agent kind of invites, invites you and says, hey, come in. And so not all home, but it highlights the agent as well. So especially for those who are team leaders and things like that, I always say that the people that work with me, like I'm just their guide, they're the hero. So I think that's where we're getting that organic to it because they're sharing it on their social media. And then from there, we're getting, you know, thousands, if not tens of thousands of views on some of some of our social. And you can check that out at the agency, our uh, agency underscore Boston. Um, that's our Instagram account. You can check that out. Our marketing accounts manager, Kristen, handles all of that for us. Um, but she does a fantastic job, especially getting into video and getting into uh, the reels component. So let's talk about anything that you've done for recruiting agents to your firm. So is there any kind of tips that you've done or anything that you would say, like, you know, some of our people have their own teams. They're trying to get more team members on. Some people are trying to, they kind of own it, you know, an area in, in a place that we have. So What's the best thing that you've done to kind of recruit agents under you? I mean, I'm very, very fortunate to have the marketing support that we have, but we have a little black book um, that's available both digitally and in print that really gives a concise value proposition for what the agency is. And our value proposition, I mean, we have 10 rules, but rule number one at the agency is literally, it's rule number one, no assholes. Put it on t-shirts, like we take, we value 
people's culture over suits and ties. And like, like that's rule number one. Rule number 10 is rules are meant to be broken, except for rule number one, because we're firm on that one. So I think having that value proposition and being able to articulate it very succinctly is important. I think the other piece for recruiting is, to, number one, if you haven't read the book, Building a Story Brand, it's by Don Miller. It's a fantastic book. And that's where I have, that's where that whole concept of, you know, the, the client is the hero. I'm just the guide and same folks true for my team. Um, I think that treating, treating your team as the heroes that they are is, is really, really important. Um, so we do a lot with culture and events and trying to um, make sure that the team feels appreciated, especially for our staff. Um, and you asked in your email to me what we do for client events, what we do for team events. We do basically quarterly events, but as a smaller group, we get together for Wind Down Wednesdays where we t- talk about um, talk about the market, talk about what's going on, and we live stream those on Instagram. We get a lot of good feedback with those. Uh, and we make it a point to build what, I would call a fortress of, a, a fortress of like just confidence in our folks where they know they can all rely on each other. Um, but at the same time, we celebrate their birthdays. We celebrate their, like their wins and that type of stuff. And that goes a long way with our agents and helps us recruit it. Like we, we attract, you don't chase talent or sound. Uh, we're not doing any big marketing campaigns or anything like that. We're basically working off of a referral basis only. So, so let's talk about an individual agent that's just by themselves and they want to create that story bank brand for themselves as an individual agent. And they want to cr- kind of create a clear message and they want to have something that sets them apart. Give someone an example of what they would do in that case for for being an agent. And they're saying, here is my story brain. Give us just a few examples so they can really understand that if they haven't read the book and they aren't big on reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so so when we when we first went through the story brand, story branding concept, we really focused on our, our main goal, just trying to provide an authentic experience with authentic results um, and an authentic local experience with global results. So that's what that was the short sentence that we came up with as a group when, we, when I was first building out the team and building out our story brand. But then we had to figure out how to, how to make that into story form, right? So the way we did that is through testimonials. Um, and I'm happy to share the template that we use with, with the folks that we reach out to. And I saw that you were looking for Google reviews. Um, I think the big way to look at how to build your own brand is identify a couple of clients that love you. And then figure out, okay, what was the what was what was their biggest fear as they entered the process? What pain points did they go through along the way, and how did you guide them through that? And that again, it makes them the hero. Um, but it also, but at the end of the day, you're giving authenticity to the people that will be your future clients, at least hopefully. Okay, so let's go through that because for step one you would have to understand your competitive advantage, right? So like step one, they would have to say something like, okay, my competitive advantage is the thing that sets me apart, the thing that sets me different. And I'd like you guys to type this in the chat right now. We have a gift card from uh, Greg Holstein from Geico. He's got some $25 gift cards that we're giving away. But you would say something like, I have more experience with a certain type of home. Like I'm the condo specialist. Um, 
I have a personal experience finding homes for larger families. I am the military relocation expert, right? I have experience with certain types of commercial I have a passion for working with a certain kind of home buyer, whether it's, you know, like what is your superpower or your unconscious capability that you just have, you know what? I'm naturally good at X, right? So what, give us some examples of things that you've seen of different people of what they put for that number one of the understanding the competitive advantage that he talks about. Yeah, from my perspective, I think, think about first time home buyers in Boston, like the, the like you mentioned condos, so like the pet, um, you know, and like finding those things in, in common. Um, someone just mentioned short sales. Uh, there's, you don't have to be an expert in everything, in one thing, but you also can't be the expert in everything. You have to be able to give, give some kind of value proposition to people that you're, you're attracting and try to attract people that you want to work with. So first time home buyers is your niche. If people that are downsizing and moving into condo living, those types of things I think are really, really important. Um, but also the people throwing stuff in the chat, there's, there's a lot of great stuff in there that if you can find a little bit of focus, uh, you know, investor friendly, first time home buyers, a lot of people are giving really great examples in the chat right now. Yeah, so step two is to tell your customer story. And you basically need your website, right? Or any any of your social media, it should walk the potential customer like through their possibilities of like, okay, well, if if what's the benefits of working for you? What is their, you know, what's the information they need to know about you? Are you um are you great at doing this or you know, whatever it is? So talk about what someone would do to, you know, his step two is tell your customer story. What would you do for that to explain that? So, well, I, and again, I can share the template, but again, finding what their fears were going into the process and how you help them overcome their fears, but allowing them to say it in their, in their own words. And we ask all of our customers, not only for that, those written words, we ask them for pictures. We ask for things to actually really illustrate their story as well. Um, so I think that's the, that, the big piece about step two is really having a concise template that you can send to someone that's easy for them to digest. doesn't take forever, but they can actually spend 15, 20 minutes to put their story down because by them explaining their pain points and how you help them overcome them, they're basically selling you, but they're, they're still the hero in the story, right? Um, he, he talks about Hamish and, um, Hamish and Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games and how you know Katniss was the hero, but Hamish was that guide all, all along the way. Uh, kind of was in the background, but shaping shaping the story and helping to illustrate it. So um, I think that's the next thing is coming up with that template that you're going to use out to current clients and make it again easy for them to do in ten or fifteen minutes and get back to you where you later your website have quotes that are straight from the client. Yeah, and and we have some things that we've given our agents that they can choose to add if they want to. But we we kind of have something called the sole difference. I'll put it in, you know, the chat right there, but they can advertise that, right? Like I'll sell your home for free if you don't love it in the first 90 days, you know, one click and we'll donate to the charity. Just all these type of different things 
where you're saying it, he talks about the who, the benefit, and the how, like who, someone buying or selling the home. The benefit is I'm going to give you a personalized approach to make it easier to buy or sell. And if you don't love the house, I'm going to sell it for free. Or, you know, you're never stuck in a long-term contract with me, you know, saying how you're different and then telling them how by, hey, you can call now by clicking on the green button at the top or the overhead or what have you. So. Yeah. Now you do need the call to action. Um, that's, you definitely need a call to action someplace on that, on, on that page or on that set or whatever you're using. I want you to talk for just a minute about what you're doing to generate more listing leads. I feel like the number one thing people are saying is, I'm getting buyers out the wazoo. I don't need any more buyers. I'm full, but I do need some more uh, seller leads. What are you doing to generate those seller leads? So again, going back to that, the pieces of the value, right? And trying a lot, one of our first-time buyers from when I was first in the business are now upgrading to their, their family home just outside the city. And we've been using that data. Um, to, we've been using data that we partner with the local lender on from Guaranteed Rate. Um, he has actually been doing equity analysis for our, for our customers where he shows them, A, what, how fast will you... Hey, how fast will you build back the equity in your home if you go X number of dollars over ask? Because that's a big chain point for a lot of people. And then B, he does an analysis that includes um, the easiest way to put it is over the next over the next six, 12, and 24 months, if you wait, here, here's what it's going to cost. And that kind of has first domino that's pushed a lot of their folks into feeling comfortable moving up into the next place as opposed to staying where they are. Um, and being comfortable making offers over ask to make those aggressive offers. Um, for newer agents, Kristen just asked in the chat, I, I think number one is trying to make sure that you're, make, you're having five to 10 conversations a day with people that know you and love you already and asking them the question, who do you know that's interested in buying or selling or leasing real estate? And number two is having that 30 second elevator pitch um, where when someone asks you how the market how the market is, you can say it depends. Are you buying, selling, leasing and be able to articulate how it, your local market is um, very, very eloquently, but also very quickly. Because that's the big question that we're always asked. Is, How's the market? That's what everyone wants to know. You're at a family party, or uh, you know, you're at a work party, a networking event. How's the market? How's the market? So being able to have that pitch down, you know, 30 to 30 to 45 second uh, window is, is super important, especially for newer agents. I want you to expand on that because I think that is brilliant what you just said about the how to calculate your equity in real estate almost creating a post about that and having them understand that, yeah, if they are thinking about selling later on, well, you've got this amount of equity now, but if interest rates continue to go up, what's going to happen there? So I want you to expand on that. What does that look like? Walk us through in a little bit more detail, because I think people could really put that on their website and I think it would really attract more people to that conversation. Again, I'm very fortunate to have a, a great lender that kind of does it for us. I would encourage you to find someone similar in your market, but it will show them, okay, if appreciation in the town of Boston, is, and I'm just generalizing numbers, these aren't accurate at all. 
but if appreciation has gone up 10% year over year the last couple of years, and we're anticipating that trend to continue, um, how much equity would you have built in your home, but also relating that to interest rates and the buying power on the other end. So there's that, there's that delicate balance. And as values continue to go up and rates continue to go up, affordability gets, um, gets much harder, right? And being able to illustrate that um, really concisely, as you mentioned, um, on, on your website, I think that that's a really valuable tool. And again, that's when you have that green button at the bottom that says, contact me now for your equity analysis. Type in your address here. What, send me an email with your address and I'll give you your equity analysis. Um, it's a really, really powerful tool that's uh, at least some of our first-time buyers understand their ability to, to buy and where that, where that lies in their current situation. We all have to start thinking of each other, not as just real estate salespeople, but as a trusted advisor, in the same way that a financial advisor would do an equity analysis on your stock, your stock portfolio, we should be doing that at least annually, if not more often, for our past clients. And that's a great, another great way to generate, um, to generate uh, new business. Mm, I love that, especially for new agents. We've done you know, contests in our office. We've done contests in our, in our office, for instance, where it's like we're we're doing practice on new CMAs. So can can I run one on your house? Like we've done stuff like that with some of our newer agents. And that's really helped help them get in with their friends and family. So let me ask you this. What are you doing to stay in contact with your past clients? And do you have any systems in place that helps you reach out to them and any kind of scripts that are, you're using to get them to send referrals your way? Um, we're in a really great time of year right now would be a tax season. So being able to reach out with the closing disclosure disclosure and Alta or that net equity analysis, this is a really great time of year to use that as an excuse. Um, the other piece for us is we use a system called Client Giant that kind of takes care of it for us. Uh, so we Client Giant every month, on, we can set people up for different plans, but we have our top of mind campaign um, where every month it goes out to our, our current folks. Um, who are we're working with right now, but then every quarter there's a gift that goes out to um, to them to stay top of mind, and it's that's a small token like um, room spray or um, one year it was like sunscreen at the beginning of the summer, but it's that little touch that just reminds them like, hey, we're still here. So client giant's a really great resource that we use, and then we also take advantage of our company's um, collateral where we're using our quarterly magazine. Um, we're using fixed our, our exposure on million dollar listing and on real housewives um, and putting that out in our social media. So but finding that authentic way to kind of showcase your brand and showcase what, what you're doing differently is really important as well. Um, we have all of our past clients uh, uh, in our in our database. We have 26,000 people that we've built up over the last 15 years. Um, and they, I mean, it's creepy, but they're all being tracked on Facebook and Instagram and we can kind of see what they're clicking on in terms of our listings and whatnot. So that's the other thing. It's just know, knowing to reach out and not, not being afraid to also say to someone like, hey, did I drop the ball if you haven't heard from them in a while? Um, phrasing it like that's the, that's the subject in the emails. Like if I, have, if I haven't talked to a buyer in a while, did I, drop, did I drop the ball? Because then they want to reach out to you and make you feel better. Uh, so that's a really great line that we've used with a lot of our past clients or with people that depend on God's constant sidelines, so to speak. We've used that one too. And I think for some reason they love that line works really well because 
people are like, no, no, you know, I just have been busy or it gives them a real excuse to kind of finally answer, even if they haven't answered before. So I love that line. Well, this has been great. Tell listeners where they can find you and where they can follow you and kind of get more information about you. And we can send referrals over your way. Excellent. Yep. You can find my personal website at ericrollo.com. That's E-R-I-C-R-O-L-L-O.com. My personal Instagram is ericjrollo. And you can also follow the agency Boston on Instagram as well. Those are the best places to look for us. Um, And I really appreciate your time and having me on. It's always a pleasure to discuss things like this with like-minded professionals. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you, Eric. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a rating and a review so we can get this out to more agents. And tune in next week for another power-packed episode. This is the Millionaire Real Estate Podcast.